This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 2991 for Monday, the 20th of January 2020. Today's show is entitled Fix Your Fog Machine. It is hosted by Operator and is about 11 minutes long and carries an explicit flag. The summary is Save Your Fog Machine Today. Quote dash. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. got another quick tip here for you um so for the halloween season this is about fog machines so for the halloween season i've yet um had another issue with my fog machine um and i'll kind of go over that so if you um if you have a fog machine or plan on getting getting one there's um, a myriad of, of things you need to know. So the first thing is those little crappy ones you buy in the store or Walmart, whatever, um, they're all kind of garbage. Um, the one I have is actually kind of garbage too. I got a free one from a, um, old coworker that was moving, um, with a bunch of other Halloween stuff. And I said, Oh, this is cool. So I, you know, said it, it had a remote, an RF or an I, uh, IR remote. And, you know, when the kids would ring the doorbell, I would, I would hit the little button and, you know, the fog machine would go off and it was cute. Well, um, the next year I go to use it and it's a big mess and it starts leaking and spewing stuff all over the place and try to take it apart. Um, and like the hose is all like either dried up or messed up or broken or bent or whatever, um, for the, for the intake, um, to the thing. So essentially how they work is to my, the best of my knowledge, I'm making all this up, is, uh, there's a high-powered pump, um, a high-voltage pump, which usually on these cheap ones, um, is 120-volt pump, and, and it pumps the, uh, oil, or whatever it's called, mineral oil, basically, into a, um, into a little tube, and that little tiny tube, uh, is a, is a metal tube, and I could, I guess it's, it's pressurized, um, to the point where, um, it takes the, the mineral oil stuff and then feeds it to a kind of a, a heater with a thermostat sitting on top of it. So the, the reason why you can't hit the button and have spewing oil come out is that there's a thermostat on the top that regulates when you can press the button. So if it gets too cold, then it turns off. And if it gets too hot or, or whatever it, um, when it gets hot enough, it'll, it'll turn green, right? So, um, there's, there's a number of things you have to keep in mind there is that, you know, if the temperature regulator thing is broken, it's either going to fail one way or the other. Um, uh, also the, uh, pressurization is also an issue. Um, as far as, is it, uh, it 
just getting too much pressure over time and and the hoses blowing out or whatever. Um, the one I bought was, I don't think it was in the thousands. It was under a thousand. It was probably a hundred, maybe if that, even if that, I can't even remember. Um, but it was a cheap one. It was the same piece of garbage that I had the first time around. What I didn't know is that you have to clean them. Um, and I don't know the best method to clean them. I've seen the vinegar thing. That's what I did last year. And then this year, nothing. It didn't work at all. The pump would just kind of barely kind of go. So took the thing apart, looked at some videos online and found out that, you know, um, that's how, um, some of this goes. You, uh, there's the, the, the vinegar method where you clean it out with vinegar and whatever, um, from what it feels like, uh, I'm going to use just water and a can of air. So clean it out with water. And then when I'm done, I'm going to flush it. I, I use the pressurization on, from the intake to clean out the, um, to flush out the whole pump. And hopefully this year, uh, it'll work. So set yourself an alarm, you know, a few weeks before Halloween to check your fog machine because chances are it's not going to freaking work. Um, so took it apart, messed with it. And, you know, we're talking about high voltage stuff. It's not like it steps down from off of the, at least with these little crappy ones, it stays 120 volt pump. Um, I guess cause it needs that to, to have enough power to pressurize it. I don't know why the pump has to be so high voltage. Um, so that's some of it. Um, so took it apart started fussing with it, tried to clean it out, tried to put water through it, um, tried to run it again, and then, then the pump would run, it would just kind of sounded very faint, like it wasn't getting enough power, um, it didn't appear to be, you know, damaged or anything, or, or anything stuck in there, so, um, I just said, well, you know what, I, I can, I, I'm pretty sure the issue is the pump, let me just get another pump, so ordered the new pump, um, swapped it out, soldered it all up, nice, um, actually I twisted the wires first, and it, um, came with two black wires, which, I don't know which one was which, but I tried to make a guess, and of course I plugged it in backwards to where the pump was always on, instead of being able to switch on and off, um, so I quickly swapped that out, and then made it all nice and pretty, and, and hooked it all back together, um, you know, and you have to realize this is all, like, again, garbage, so these little tubes, the little tube, pressurized tube, has a little rubber grommet that has a plastic caster on it, and you you screw that that nut onto the plastic um, screw or the plastic thing to attach it to the pump. So um, I'm not explaining this right, of course, but uh, you have the pump, and the pump has a pla- two plastic ends. The, the one plastic end is the smaller end is the part you put the tube on to suck in the oil. The other end is a bigger plastic end with a screw on you screw on the nut, which has the little grom- little rubber grommet that attaches to the pressurized thing. So that's where you get your pressure. And it's essentially one of those things, you screw it down, you screw it down, you screw it down, and eventually it, it squishes that grommet down tight enough to where it'll be, when it gets pressurized, it's not spewing out all over the place. So if you try to hand tighten it, it's going to spew out all over the place and make a big mess. But you have to realize it's a plastic it's a it's a plastic thread on a met on a brass uh, nut that goes with the 
the thing. So you have to realize that, you know, you can't over tighten it. You can't under tighten it. So I was very careful in turning it on. I tighten it a little bit and it would kind of spew a little bit more and I tighten it more and it would spew, spew less. And eventually I got it tight enough on there where it wasn't leaking and I left it at that. Um, I left like two screws in the thing because I think it's a total pain in the butt to take apart um, for all intents and purposes. It's, it's got way too many screws for me because if I'm going to be going in and out of there every year, I don't want to have to like unscrew like 15 screws to get the stupid thing apart. Um, you know, it is high voltage, obviously. You don't want to screw around with it because we're talking about liquids, water, and um, and high voltage, you know, 120 volt electricity. So um, take a lot of caution when it's plugged in. Don't work on it while it's plugged in if it's absolutely, unless it's absolutely necessary type of thing. Um, um, and so what I found out is when I got the new one, it also had the same little weird, you know, um, I call it shrink, shrink tubing. Um, had the shrink tubing around the wires and what I noticed is that there's some kind of resistor or something on there to either step down the voltage or amperage or I don't know what it does but what I'm thinking is that my pump is probably still good but whatever this resistor is that crapped out or whatever it is in between the, the wire and the pump and the motor um, it is, is like some kind of resistor that may have crapped out and that's why I wasn't getting the pump wasn't working the way it's supposed to. Now that might've been a result of me hitting, holding the button down and going, and then burning out the motor and then causing that resistor fuse to blows or whatever it is. So I'm assuming probably the pump is still good. Cause I just got the thing. I've only had it for like two years and it lasted two years and then crapped out. So anyways, um, you know, I don't know what the solution is. I, you know, I think it's just, it's, it's kind of like these in-car power inverters. They're all garbage. There's not such a thing as a good in-car power inverter. It's it's like a good multifunction printer. They just don't exist. So, um, you know, what you do is you get you two of these little crap fog machines. You fire both of them up, and if one of them works fine, then work on the other one, clean it out, and figure out what's wrong with it. Um, or you can buy yourself a, you know, $2,000 smoke machine and fog machine and still do the same thing. Um, I was looking at the ones that do like the graveyard effect with the, the, the heavier, uh, mist or heavier fog. Um, but it's just, just not worth the cost. And then when the thing craps out, I'm going to be very upset because, you know, I did my due diligence to clean it and whatever. And then I had to like swap parts out on it and, you know, it's got more relays and more complicated. So for me, I feel like the best bet is going to be by two or the, two or three of these little crappy, crappy ones, pull them out every year and whichever one works use it and make make sure the other one that's not working is is fixed or has parts ordered for it or whatever um i I think it's all pretty standard stuff um but uh anyways thanks hope that should help you guys out um i've got some lasers and stuff that i'll put up um that like go to the like garage sensors um, that have the little garage so you pull up into the garage i'll put those out sometimes um some other stuff i'll do is the mr foggers with the water, um, you use like little misting machines. I'll use those. Um, other than that, uh, as far as gear goes, um, they have those little, uh, you've probably seen them. They've got the projectors You can get a projector and project it on a special mat that, uh, allows you to do those little videos of like scary things going on. Um, and you put them in a window or put them in your garage or whatever. Um, I didn't splurge for a nice projector. I knew I was going to have to spend, you know, $600 or more on a good projector. 
Um, so I just took our TV in our bedroom and shoved it in the window and, and did it that way. And, uh, it was good for one year, but I don't plan on doing it again. Cause it, it honestly scared a lot of the kids and even filtering out some of the ones that weren't as scary. Some of the kids didn't appreciate, uh, didn't appreciate the scariness of, uh, of the TV that was sitting in the window. So anyways, hope that helps you out. If you have a fine machine, take care of it. If you don't, then it's going to be a piece of crap and then you're going to have to fix it or throw it away. But, uh, try to fix things and learn how to fix things. And, uh, cool. Take it easy. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license. Thank you.